Heyo. Welcome back to the Sound for Your Ears podcast, the greatest show you've ever heard. Your mom's favorite show, your dad's favorite show. Not your aunt or your uncles. They don't really like it that much because they're a little bit more conservative. And they're like, well, he talks about some pretty crazy subjects sometimes. But you know what, Aunt Vicky? I don't give a fuck what you think, okay? You're on your third husband. And your kids don't talk to you anymore. Bitch. Anyways, sorry, Aunt Vicky. Whoever has an Aunt Vicky out there, my bad. That's on me. That, that, that one was on me. I'll take that. I'll take that. I'll take that. Uh, but welcome back to the greatest show you've ever heard. This Sound for Years podcast. I am your host, Phil Beavers. Um, I, if anyone who hears this, like I, I may have talked about in the first episode. I honestly don't really remember. And I used to have a stand-up bit about it. It was always my first joke that I would tell when I would go up. But yeah, my name is Phil Beavers, like come in vaginas type shit. And I love my parents so much. And I know that they didn't think about that when they named me. But I mean, you couldn't, for, for a Christian family, you couldn't have given me more of a natural porn name. And then like to expect me to not go into it, not only to expect me not to, in, to go into it, but to like expect me to not want to go into it with a name like Phil Beavers or not be persuaded or assuaged to to go in. I mean, come on, Phil Beavers. It's pretty funny. Anyways, uh, we're having a good day. I know I missed uh, last Friday, so episode this was supposed to go out last Friday. Oh, I guess nothing was supposed because it's not. No, it wasn't pre-recorded. Um, but you know, things happen. Work shit happens. I apologize for all those who were waiting for the episode Friday and it didn't drop. And I know some people have reached out to me about Spotify. And you know what? I'm working on it. It's a work in progress. You get to see this from almost at conception. Uh, but from inception to eventually when I'm on the Joe Rogan podcast and he's like, I want to bring you on my network. You guys are going to see it. Except for I don't want to work with Joe Rogan. I don't really care that much to work with him. He seems interesting. <laughs> I just think one of my things about him is like, it, I don't know. I appreciate that he wants to bring on experts to talk about certain things. But then to try and, like, match their energy and, like, their, like, intellect level in the way that you speak when you're clearly not an expert on most subjects, I would say. Most subjects, I would not put him anywhere near expert knowledge or expert or even expert understandings, understanding of all the concepts. And I, I wouldn't put myself there either. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't think I'm a fucking expert on a lot of things. That's why I try not to speak on a lot of random shit. But it's one thing to give your opinion. It's also another thing to bring an expert in and be like, yeah, well, have you ever thought about this? And it, like saying it like a gotcha moment. You're like, yeah, man, they thought about that. Their whole job is to think about possibilities and different things within their field and industry. Like, yeah, they, yeah, they thought about it. And then you can't get like, you know, pissed off when they talk back to you like you're a child because you just brought up like a childish point. Anyways, that being said, you know, he does a lot of good, it seems like, for UFC in the sense of like he has tried to bring attention to fighters needing to get paid and, you know, understanding them better, not just as being instruments for a genre or a network or a business like UFC. Uh, shout out to Fuck You Dana White. Um... But yeah, Joe Rogan 
he's interesting. I know I, to me, like my take, I feel like is kind of like arbitrary in the sense where it's like, I'm not going to say anything that someone else hasn't said. So we'll move on. Um, I, I, <laughs> I had a, um, I had like one of those like reflection moments recently where I was like looking back on, um, when I was a kid, I kind of grew, I didn't like grow up quick, but I, I started doing adult stuff early, not in a sexual way, you sickos, but in the sense that like when I was in what, I mean, what second grade, third grade, I was performing at the, uh, the Houston grand opera, uh, as you know, a professional performer and getting paid for it and, you know, doing all this shit, um, being there multiple days a week, doing the rehearsals, going up on the Wortham stage and working with these adults. And I was also working with the Houston Ballet because I was doing the Nutcracker then. And, you know, you have a small part and you're not doing as intense stuff, but you're still getting to witness and experience the um, the rehearsal process. And I just remember <clears throat> my parents, you know, kind of, explaining and kind of like not hammering in but emphasizing at a young age like you're doing adult stuff at a young age and you know some people some adults may try to take advantage of you in that sense or try to make you seem like you're stupid or belittle you and uh, another thing my parents especially my mom was like real big on like don't go anywhere alone with an adult unless that's like the person you're supposed to be with like we had Miss Karen Miss Karen was like our chaperone and also our vocal teacher and also like our, you know, like mentor within the Houston Grand Opera. And she's a phenomenal woman. I wish I remember her last name, but she's awesome. She was always awesome. Um, I, I hope that she's still alive. I actually don't really know, to be honest with you. Uh, if anyone knows, probably one of the only good Karens I ever met in my life. Miss Karen. She was a cool lady. Anyways. um, But it, when you go through that process even at that young of an age, like you start to realize that, and it's such a lame thing to say, but you know, adults are people. And as a kid, you don't think that because, you know, relative to the experience of life that you've had and relative to the way that you view the world and your perspective, you know, they're more than just human. They're, you know, the boss, they're superiors. They are, you know, whatever. Um, but performing with them and seeing them in a rehearsal setting. And I, and I know that they, they were like 20-some-year-old, I'm sure, like all these dancers and performers I was with were probably like, you know, 20s to 30s, uh, unless you were a specific part for an older person. Um, but, and, 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 you know, being 25 now, I'm like, oh, those were, you know, children in the grand scheme of things that were doing this alongside actual legitimate children but when you realize that adults are just people that are technically the same as you they've just been around a little bit longer but they you know they might not understand a concept in the same way that you do as a child and in that sense you're like oh in some certain contexts and maybe because I had a mom who was you know, in law and a dad who's an educator, I learned that logic and reasoning and kind of like comprehensive and critical thinking skills kind of early. But 
I mean, it, it's pretty easy to see where I got a, a an anti-authority problem pretty early on was from stuff like that. And because, you, know, you know, you when you realize that they're just people, you're like, oh, you can't talk to me like a certain way. You can't like, you know, you start to recognize when people are power flexing on you and like trying to intimidate almost. And it stops being a problem. <laughs> like it stops being like a thing you take as seriously. Cause like, you know, they'd be like, well, you have to do this. And I'd be like, well, actually, I don't have to. You just want me to, right? They'd be like, yeah, I do want you to. You're like, okay, that's fine. Just say that though. Don't make it like fucking life or death situation where if I don't do this like right now, I'm gonna, you know, fucking get in trouble. When in actuality, what are you going to do about it? You going to hit me? You think I won't hit you back? It might not hurt as hard, but you know, like I'm at dick level. I can give you like a swift left hook and I'm fucking testicular torsion your ass. You know what I mean? And that's just specifically for men. I mean, you could, it's a little bit harder to go for like genitals on a woman because like, you know, fucking, <laughs> I don't even know where to go with that one, to be honest. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it was like stuff like that, like working with adults. It was also having my dad as an educator. Um, First as like a principal. Well, he was a teacher. He, he went through like the whole cycle. You know what I mean? Like teacher, I'm sure he was an assistant principal at some point. Then he went to principal of like multiple schools. One was a disciplinary school. One was a regular high school. And then going up to being an uh, 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 executive superintendent. Um of like secondary education which is when I started getting into secondary education levels of like you know middle school and then going into high school thankfully my sister had to go through high school when my dad was still an educator in the same district I was lucky enough to only go through middle school and then we went to a completely new district for my high school experience which was so necessary because when your parents or one of your parents has authority over um your teachers your teachers just fucking hate you for no reason because they don't get to get away with things. Like, especially when like my dad is good at his job or what what was good at the job that he was in at the time. Um, and he was also, he's always been no nonsense, right? He's always been like, <clears throat> if the rule says this, then the rule will be followed as it says. I'm not, <clears throat> you know, I'm not going to bend the rules or, you know, stretch the truth a little bit so you can get your way. I'm not doing that. If it doesn't explicitly say you can do that, you're not doing it. Or if it, there's no implication or any kind of inference in the language, you're not doing it. And until that changes, it cannot be followed. Or the, the rule must be followed as is. And a lot of people didn't like that because especially, you know, white privileged parents want their kids to do what they want them to do. And they want the, the world to operate how they want it to how they you know think they needed to operate when actually they just want it a certain way um and when that happens you know you have parents that don't like you you have teachers that don't like you because some teachers have kids in the school district and they try to move them around they think just because they work for the district that they can kind of do whatever they do and the rules don't apply to them and then uh, sorry lady that's not how it works you know um but with my my dad being that way and, um, you know, some teachers not exactly liking that 
uh, me and my sister would get treated kind of poorly by certain teachers, like in, in, in egregious ways, you know what I mean? Like, uh, uh, purposely failing or being extra hard or, you know, like one time I had a math teacher who would like take me out into the hallway and just like bitch at me for like bad behavior when in junior now high school, if you knew me in high school, you know, I was a fucking wild child. I was all over the fucking place. But in junior high, I was not like that at all. I was quiet because back in that, you know, in that district, I was still growing up. I was awkward. I didn't know how to talk to girls. I didn't know how to honestly be friends with guys like the jock guys and all these dudes. Because when you grow up, the part of rural Texas I grew up in is like heavy sports, heavy jock and athlete attitude and like this more conservative kind of like, I mean, like redneck kind of thinking <laughs> and like lifestyle. Like I knew kids because uh, my middle school, Reading Junior High, it was in the middle of a fucking cornfield and like wheat field, like it's in the crops. You know what I mean? Like it's farmland. And I knew kids like this one kid, Zach, who was at, up at five, five thirty in the morning doing farm shit. And then he's driving himself or biking himself to fucking school, which I don't think he drove himself to school, but he would like get to school on his own. He had to, because his dad had to stay there and work and he'd come in smell like fucking farm. You know, he smells like cow shit. He smells like grass. He smells like dew. He smells like work. And so, it, and I'm not like that, to be honest with you. <laughs> I could, even if I got to be super strong, that's just not who I am. I don't, I don't have that mentality. I don't, I don't care to. It's just, and not saying that that's bad. You need people like that. You need farmers. Farmers are, you know, the heartbeat of a country, especially when you're a heavy ag country and a heavy populated country you need people who make the fucking food you know um fuck what was it oh but so you know i this teacher was pulling me out and like talking shit to me and being like you're being a bad kid like you know you need to chill out you need to calm down you know whatever and it was like lady i'm not fucking doing anything I'm hanging out with my friends. I'm sometimes being funny and being a little bit of a class clown. But there's kids in those classrooms who would, like, fight each other and, like, yell and throw shit. And it's like, that was never me. So it made it more obvious when you're singling me out and being, like, you outside. And even my friends are being, like, why are you messing with Philip? He's not doing anything. Um, but it's because that lady... Wanted to get away with something and she couldn't because my dad said no. Or, you know, she wanted to get away with something and the school said no because my dad said no. And when you have people who, like, you can tell that that's what it is, that it's a projection, especially onto children, it completely dissolved any respect I had for authority. Like, because we, when you see it one time, or not even just one, I, I saw it multiple times over my educational career at the school where I would be punished or I would be singled out because of who my dad was in the district or, you know, whatever it was. And my sister experienced the same shit and my parents would have to get involved. And it was just like, come on, man. I didn't fucking do anything. And like, oh man, there, there's another time. And this was even before my dad wasn't even a superintendent. He was still a principal. Um, and I, I, you know, I can't um, confirm whether or not this had anything to do with my father's position, um, but I remember getting in trouble uh, in elementary school because I had been 
relentlessly bullied by this kid. And I want to say his name. Whatever, I'll say it. Cole Pletka. Fuck that kid. Fuck that kid and his stupid-ass mom. (laughs) Who was also a teacher, which is another reason why I got in so much trouble. Because you can't fuck with a teacher's kid. God forbid a teacher's child is treated exactly how they should have been when they're bullying and calling kids fucking names all the time, pushing him around, you know, like, I, I, I wasn't an angry or super loud kid, especially in elementary school, but there's a point at which the quiet kid snaps, and that was what he got me to, you know? And there's nothing I could do about it. It gets to a certain point where you're like, dude, you have to just kind of reap the consequences of how this is going to It's going to suck. Like, I, you're going to get hurt. And he did get hurt. You know, he came up to me and he's like, you look like a something. And I have such a weird thing about the F slur, like saying the F-A-G, because like I am queer. Uh, but uh, it's such a harsh word, especially when you're like, even just like saying it back because it was in a derogatory manner. It's just like, Ugh, that one's sharp. It's it, to me, it's sharper than like cunt. You know, like I could say that and not, you know. But when you, mm, it's hard. Um, but so he he comes up. He says, "You look like you know," um, and it just kind of snapped in my head. And I chased him around, and I ended up like fucking throwing a stick at the back of his head. And like, I'm pretty sure I busted his head open or some shit. Like, and I was pissed off and I'm, and I got in so much, I got an egregious amount of trouble because like, I should not have been the only one in trouble there just because you lash out. Like he had been physically confronting me every single time would come up, grab my sweater, kind of pull me around a little bit and like push me. And it's like, you had multiple people corroborate this multiple people of my friends and people just in the class who would see this happen and nothing would ever get done. You know, nothing got done about it until I finally had to do something. And the second I put my hands on him, they were like, nope, nope, you are a criminal. And you wasn't allowed to participate in any of the movie days, the pizza parties, the final, you know, in fifth grade at this school at Stephen F. Austin Elementary. Because we were the Stephen F.A. Uh, astronauts, because in Houston we have NASA right there, and we have the you know everything like that, um, and they didn't. There's a thing at the end of the year where all the kids got to basically you know do this like space simulator, and you get to have a you know you you're learning teamwork, and you're learning that like you know it takes every position, it takes every person on a team to get something like to do something like getting people into space, you know? It's such a feat of humanity. It takes every person, every person's important. That's what it's supposed to be the lesson of, right? I did not get to participate because of this. The thing that happened like six months earlier. And I'm not saying I should have been one of the, you know, big positions like a pilot or even been on the ship, but I should have been able, it should have been allowed to participate. That's crazy. And I truly believe had it not been a teacher's kid, that I I would have been able to I, like I would not have gotten as many punishments as as I did because I had to eat lunch by myself at, at least once a week for the rest of the year. They would just put me in ISS and I would just have to and, and I'm, I'm in fifth grade. I'm in ISS. I'm the only one there. I'm the only one. Like that doesn't occur to these adults as a cruel and unusual punishment. Like that's fucking insane. Anyways. All of this to say, 
I think it's pretty easy to see where I got an anti-authority attitude and mindset pretty early on from working with adults to then being egregiously punished by them for things that were completely either out of my control or just anger that they're projecting onto a child that it's now followed me to almost an extreme point of view in my early adulthood being 25 now to the point where I'm like, I mean, practically ageist, honestly, like, and to me, ageism is fucking stupid, uh, especially when you're on the older side. Cause you're like, bro, hey, what do you, like anything you missed out on or you're missing out on now, you probably could have gotten done before. And if you didn't get it done before, see ya. Don't know what to tell you, brother. Now that being said, should old people have to work at like a Domino's or like a Sonic drive through to be able to make ends meet? No. We pay so much fucking taxes. Give them the goddamn social security. It's crazy. Like we do all of this. Instead, they're like, how many Reaper missiles can we give to the military? <laughs> I mean, how much money can we put into tanks that we send over to the Ukraine so we can fight a puppet war against Russia? So that we can continue to, you know, just annihilate Russians and let them, you know, take out casualties in the Ukraine without touching American soil and without breaking UN policies. Huh. How long can we keep this up and just kind of keep Russia distracted and keep destroying them economically? Allow them to just fucking run themselves into the dirt for no reason? And not, and honestly, now being in the winter, not making the same mistake that like, you know, Hitler made with Stalingrad and Napoleon made with Russia, which is follow fucking Russia well into their land during the winter. Both times it completely destroyed their armies because Russian people are insane when it comes to winters, bro. Um, they're out of their fucking minds. Anyways, I just like, we give all this money and it's like, God damn it, just give it to the fucking old people so we can just let them shut up and we can get them out of these positions of power. Like, it's going to take a lot to get these boomers out. But uh, but anyways, back to the ageism. A, a boomer or like anyone over like 70 gives their opinion to me on like politics and like humanity and how things should be shut up. Immediately shut up, I don't care. Cuz whatever you have to say is outdated, it doesn't matter. It's it's almost always like based in some mindset and some like, you know, you know, you have like a math equation, you have like the givens, like you have the control. Whatever their givens are is already like, eh, out of my face. I don't care. Whatever you're about to say. Because often, you know, they, they, they put in these plans into place and they won't have to deal with it. They'll, it'll, it'll never actually affect them physically or financially. You know? So it's like, why are you giving your opinion? Just shut up and take the money that's given to you. Now, give your opinion if you're being fucked over, social security-wise, absolutely. I'm not saying they can't have an opinion, but you cannot expect me to, one, care, or two, take it into account in any way. You can't. And, I'm, and you could say the same thing for them. If they don't want to take my opinion into account, that's fine. But guess who's going to be here in 20 years? Guess who's not? You know? So see you later. I think my I think my opinion on how I think, not necessarily how I think things should go, but if I'm like, you know, this doesn't make sense, 
what about this, this, and this? And they're like, yeah, but it's always been this way. Yeah, well, at some point people were saving. Yeah, but slavery's always been this way. It's always been a thing we've had. That doesn't make it right. You know, private prisons. Yeah, well, we've always had those. That doesn't make it right. You've got for-profit slavery going on inside of private prisons. And, you know, when you, when people of color are the majority of incarcerations in a country, it's like, hmm, what is this reminiscent of when you're chasing down people of color with the state police coming after you? Hmm. Interesting. Not making, not, you know, not pointing fingers, just saying interesting that it looks a lot, very similar to certain things that were going around, hmm, 150 years ago. But yeah. Fuck the authority. Fuck the man. Fuck the man. Yeah, dude. Yeah, man. This is crazy, man. Get out of Vietnam. I hate hippies. Because you look back on the hippie movement, you're like, oh my God, it was entirely self-masturbatory on just being like, I'm standing up for something. And then they were like, oh, hey, you might have to give your life and like fight a cop. And they were like, nah, uh, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. Uh, pussy. <laughs> Angry Phil. Ah, <laughs> I have opinions. <laughs> oh man. Uh, so the train shit happening with the in Ohio right now in East Palestine, which great name in Ohio, East Palestine. That's awesome. Which is like funny because Palestine is technically east from us right now. The Middle East is where Palestine is. And yet this is called East Palestine. So is there a West Palestine in Ohio? I guess it's something I could just look up, right? I don't know. Sounds interesting. But yeah. Um, I do want to mention uh, I'm, I'm going to start a Patreon uh, for this show, because I do want to do some video content and start reacting to like videos and stuff like that, and put some kind of you know um, visual element to this. Uh, so that I'm thinking about doing you know just two dollars a month, super cheap. Maybe even do one dollar. We'll see. Um, but it'll be a bonus episode each week. Uh, so there'll be two free episodes that are you know just audio, and then there'll be a bonus episode, and then plus you know I'll do some tiers. Well, maybe I'll do like a chat or like a live thing or something like that. But I really want this to start building up and start getting like a community of people who are like you know dedicated listeners and everything like that. And it's a lot easier for me to look at metrics to doing it in the Patreon sense. That's why I'm thinking like some cheap like one to two. I might do a five dollar tier if you're really feeling it, but I don't want it to be like you know. $5 just to listen, $10 for the second tier where you actually get the shit that's worth it. But I'm not going to do that. It's That's dumb to me. You know, it's just a podcast at the end of the day. It's just a guy talking into a mic and giving his somewhat useless takes on politics and geopolitical events and shit like that. But Man, the Ohio thing is crazy, though, going back on it. Like, looking at that dark-ass sky. Like, I can't, I can't blame you know, extremist Christians and extremist religious people who are like, you know, this is the end of the days. This is the beginning of the apocalypse. It's like, yeah, it fucking looks like it. I can't blame you. The whole, you know, you look back at revelations, kingdom will rise up against kingdom. Wars will happen. Country versus country, kingdom versus kingdom. 
black skies, brimstone, fire, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's when it's nuts, man. And, you know, there's so many ways you can take those conspiracies. And I, and, and I think that that's on purpose. If this is on purpose, I don't think it's the American government doing it, honestly. Because it, in no way does this really benefit them. Like, a country full of sick, dying people, for the most part, doesn't really benefit the country in which it's happening. You know? You know who it would benefit more for us to be this way and for us to, you know, the, the dissent that this is now creating between the American people and the government? It helps countries like China and Russia because it distracts America with domestic issues and domestic catastrophes in a time where they're sending spy balloons apparently over each other's lands and like you've got Russia doing shit not only on Ukrainian soil and Chechnyan soil but in other places as well but um, my friend Nick just came in not my friend my business partner Nick just came in Um, but uh, anyways the conspiracy thing to me seems more like if anyone's going to be doing this it's a foreign government who's setting the shit off or it's just straight up laziness which it could be because like you look at like Pete Buttigieg he's actively who's the head of the Department of Transportation is explicitly said publicly that they're not going to implement the policies from the Obama era that kept things like this from happening, that kept derailments like this from happening. Because I don't know if any remember, anyone remembers, but a lot of the railroad was built by Chinese and other Asian foreigners who were basically treated like indentured servants with the <clears throat> very, very little pay and like horrendous conditions in which they built the railroads. So they weren't exactly built with care. You know what I mean? Like they were built to just get it done. And they're not always uh, kept up well with maintenance. You know, I'm sure there's parts where it's just completely fucked. Um, But, yeah, man, shit's interesting. Shit's really, 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 really interesting. Um, We'll see how it goes, you know what I mean? I think what these countries, if if it is a conspiracy in the sense where a foreign government is fucking with us, uh, I think these governments often forget and have forgotten on a historical context that Americans hate each other a lot. We constantly fight and kill each other all the time. But there is one thing that it will unify us as Americans every single time. I'm not saying it's right, but it happens every single time, and we get the job done because of it. As soon as someone outside of the U.S. starts fucking with us, all eyes turn towards that person, that country, that government, that culture, and we stamp it out. With no mercy. I mean, look at Japan. Look at Germany. Look at Britain. I mean, look how we started. This is how we started was being a rebellious country. And then and then, and then, then we did it so well that everyone else based a lot of their revolutions and their rebellions against colonial, colony, uh, colonial rule. They based their fucking revolutions on us. Or at least we had a heavy inspiration from us. So it's like... If there's one thing that we don't tolerate, it's people fucking with us. And here's the interesting part, though, is that as economic powers, China technically is doing better than us. So, you know, there was an NSA agent who defected a few years ago, I remember. And he said specifically, he was like, there will be a war between China and America before 2025 hits. And we are already sending reconnaissance equipment and balloon things like balloons and shit like that into the into each other's countries 
we know that there's a cybernetic, you know, warfare going on with stuff like Bitcoin and all of these different cyber attacks and cybersecurity issues that we're having. So, man, it's really interesting to watch. But I tell you what, this America as a whole gets real racist real quick, like in a specific, specific way, as soon as someone starts fucking with us. And so... I'm not saying it'll necessarily be, but I mean, I mean, look at like the fucking Ukraine shit. When that started last, almost a year ago, basically a year ago, remember how quickly Russian people were just starting to get beat up and like refuse service? And Russian people are technically white. So it's like, you know, America doesn't have a great history with treating Chinese people very well. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm more worried about what will happen to Chinese Americans uh, once once all that shit starts because we've already got a major, major Asian hate problem. So yeah, it'll be very interesting. But uh, what I can tell you for sure is fuck the CCP, fuck Xi Jinping, suck me off. But that's, uh, that's what I'm going to end on is uh, Xi Jinping suck me off. So I'm sure my dad will like that one. <laughs> all right, guys, that was it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Sound Fears podcast. I am your host, Phil Beavers. I'll catch you on the next one. If you wanna want me to talk about anything, make sure to follow me and DM me on Instagram at Mophead Records. You can also email me, Phil at Bay1Entertainment.com. Send me any questions, comments, concerns, anything like that. You just want to talk, just come talk to me. Uh, but thank you so much. And uh I'll see you later. Bye.